What do we know about Jesus when he was young? Many people are familiar with the image of a newborn baby in a manger. But sadly, don't give much thought to the fact that he grew and that this was all with a purpose. Luke, in his Gospel, gives us one glimpse of this at the end of chapter 2. It is quite brief and perhaps best known for the fact that Joseph and Mary set off home from Jerusalem without Jesus. These few verses are rich in truth for us to learn from. Firstly, let us note that his parents were faithful, but not perfect. It is normal for a child to have parents. We know that Jesus' birth mother was Mary, and his foster father was Joseph. In these verses, we learn that they were faithful. Verse 39 really completes the account of the visit to Jerusalem when Jesus was still a baby. It tells us that they performed all things according to the law of the Lord. They did what God told them in his word to do. What a blessing it is for your children when you seek to obey what the Lord has said. Nothing is more foundational than this. The sacrifices they had offered acknowledged their own sin and unworthiness in the sight of the Holy God, but also that God is gracious in providing the means of cleansing and forgiveness. Their devoutness was not just seen when Jesus was a baby. Verse 41. Every year, both Joseph and Mary traveled from Nazareth to Jerusalem for the Passover. This was their regular practice, taking time away from work, perhaps for between 10 to 14 days, would have been expensive, and the journey was far from easy. But they went. Why? Because God had commanded all the men of Israel to go to Jerusalem three times a year. During the Babylonian captivity, this had been impossible. And with the dispersion of the Jews, very difficult, indeed impossible for many. The custom had developed of attending once a year, and this is what Joseph did. However, we note that Mary went with him. Her attendance reminded me of Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 7. She went up year by year to the temple. Hannah went in sorrow. She, however, took the opportunity to pour out her heartfelt problems to the Lord. Luke chapter 2, verse 43 tells us, 
that they fulfilled all the days of the feast. Theirs was not a brief visit. They were there for the whole of the feast, making full use of the means of grace. Oh, oh, that we would truly see the blessings of heartfelt devotion and regular family use of the means of grace. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Joseph and Mary were faithful, however they were not perfect. Note in verse 44, they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey. It is not that they deliberately left Jesus behind. It was unintentional, but nevertheless serious. We take it from the text that it was something that happened in a sort of natural way, rather than that anyone had done anything deliberately wrong. However, Jesus was left behind. Then, when Mary found Jesus, she seems to have blamed him. Verse 48, we read her words, Son, why hast thou dealt thus with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. Then from the words of Jesus, verse 49, where he says, How is it that ye sought me? Wished ye not that I must be about my father's business? It is clear that Mary should have understood that Jesus, abandoned by her and Joseph, would be busy in the temple listening and questioning. They had brought him to the house of the Lord. It was his father's house. They needed to look no further. He would have been there. None of us here is perfect, and certainly none of us are perfect parents. Jesus, however, was sinless. He had to endure parents who were sinners, to live amongst them with patience and submission. What a wonderful example of his humbleness. Secondly, the son's normal humanity These verses make clear that Jesus was a normal child. He was truly human. We see verse 40, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom. And in verse 52, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. It is beyond our comprehension that the baby in the manger 
can be fully God and fully man. And that he grew and went through childhood as all of us do. But this is what Scripture teaches. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 6 we read, Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. He laid aside his glory and came as a helpless babe. He grew in height and strength, but also he grew in wisdom. That means that he could correctly apply true knowledge. He had an awareness of how truth is centered on God and his word and how all of life relates to this. It is also clear that he was fully aware that in the true sense, Mary missed the point when she said, verse 48, Thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. For in verse 49 he said, Wished ye not that I must be about my father's business? This is one of the most important parts to emphasize. His use of the possessive pronoun carefully and consistently showed that his relation to God as Father was unique and personal to him. John chapter 20, verse 17. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, and your Father, and my God, and your God. Notice the clear distinction between my and your. Jesus was brought up by Joseph and Mary, but Joseph was not his father. Jesus, in his humanity, knew that he had no human father. It was in his divinity that God was his father from all eternity. Again, it is beyond our comprehension, but it is nonetheless true. Jesus, in his great prayer before his arrest and crucifixion, said, John chapter 17, verse 1, These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son may glorify thee. John chapter 17, verse 5, we read, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. He is indeed 
the eternal Son. On the cross, Jesus said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. In his humanity, every moment of his life was lived in total dependence on the Father. That is what, in verse 40, we read of, where it says, And the grace of God was upon him. This is saying that there was always that sweet fellowship without even a moment of rebuke. It is in light of this great fact that it is the more amazing that Jesus, in verse 51, went down with Joseph and Mary and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. What humble submission! He truly lived out the commandment, Honour thy father and thy mother. Jesus was not subject to death because he is not a son of Adam. However, Philippians 2 verse 8 we read, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Even as he hung on the cross, he took time to care for his mother. John 19.26 When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he says unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then says he to the disciple, Behold my mother. We should seek to grow in wisdom. We should delight ourselves in the things of our Heavenly Father. And we too should honor our parents. Jesus, as a child, was fully human. He was, as Hebrews 4.15 says, He was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. He can understand our situation. Whatever age you are, Jesus relates to what is happening to you. He can be turned to in any situation and trust it. Thirdly, his father's will was his purpose. The answer Jesus gave to Mary in verse 49 is key to understanding the whole of his life and ministry. I must be about my father's business. As we have seen, Jesus contrasted this with Mary referring to Joseph as his father. Jesus honoured Joseph. Mark chapter 6 verse 3 tells us that he worked as a carpenter. But that was not his great purpose in life. I must be about my father's business. 
Some think this only relates to his being in the temple at that moment. The temple is certainly included in the things of the Father. But they are greater than that. Jesus was aware that there was a great plan of redemption and that he was living this out. Something of his understanding is shown to us in the way that the teachers of the temple were, verse 47, astonished at his understanding and answers. He had a grasp of Scripture and what it was really about, an understanding that was truly exceptional. On the road to Emmaus after his resurrection, he explained to the two despondent disciples that Scripture was all about Christ and how he must suffer. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, made clear that the death of Jesus of Nazareth was no surprise to God. Acts 2 verse 23, Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. As Jesus grew up, he grew in wisdom. This includes the fact that he saw clearly what the Scriptures taught and how it was his father's business. Even as a child of twelve sitting in the temple, answering and asking, he was on the road to the cross. He had come to save his people from their sins. He had come, as John chapter 1 verse 29 tells us, he had come as the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. This incident took place when it was the Passover. That is why they had come to Jerusalem. Passover was the time when the Lamb was slain. Remembrance was made of God's deliverance of his people from slavery in Egypt. This looked forward to the one who would deliver from the bondage of sin. Jesus came to obey. He was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. It was his Father's will for his life that he was obedient to. But his death was not the end. He rose triumphantly on the third day. He is exalted and sits at the right hand of the Majesty on high. He is our great High Priest, who ever liveth to make intercession for us. What is your purpose in life? I hope that your focus is not on what this world offers. We have seen in recent days how frail life is, how easily a microscope virus can wreak havoc with our plans. You know that the pleasures of sin promise so much, but they only endure for a season. The end of life is death. We die because we are sinners. But today is a day of salvation. There is time to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Look to Jesus, the eternal Son, who came to do his Father's will, who came and lived as the perfect man, and then offered himself as the substitute on the cross. He is the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Look to him, who rose triumphantly from the tomb, before whom every knee will bow, and every tongue confess that he is Lord. Amen.